Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right, boys and girls, welcome to once again the Bass Kayak and Beers podcast. It's your boy Armando. I didn't crack a beer open because if you remember, I told you all last week, I need to start losing weight. I was at 200 and, what was it, 212. I, I think that's what I told you last week, 212. By the way, I'm at 207. I weighed myself today, this morning, before I went fishing. So I'm at 207, so I've lost five pounds in one week. So yes, hold the applause, hold the applause. So I'm, I'm holding on on the, on the beer until I get to ideal weight. I promise I'll crack open a beer like I used to before we podcast when I get to my weight, which again, it's going to be like, I'm hoping another 15 pounds. But... Okay, so like I told you, every week, I'm going to start off the show telling you, putting myself out there, telling you how much I lost. And if I haven't lost anything, you can shame me on social media. You can follow me in Bass Kayak and Beers, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and also follow Paddle and Finn on Instagram and Facebook. Bass Kayak and Beers and Paddle and Finn on Facebook as well, if I'm not losing weight. Now, I have to clarify, I'm recording two episodes today, okay? This is going to be... My episode for Tuesday, August 2nd. Later on today, I'm going to record my episode for next week. So I can't give you the wait for next week because, you know, I'm pre-recording. I'm trying to get ahead of myself. So I don't know what I'm going to wait next week. And I can't tell you because I'm going to really be recording by then, be recorded by then. So anyways, I got a great guest for you today. Jay Jackson. I met Jay Jackson um, through uh, Torrance Pond Boys. Um at iCast uh, over the past week. Uh, great dude. Love his social media content. We got the chance to talk out, uh, talk a little bit and uh, had a great conversation with him. And I'm a huge fan of what he does on social media. And we'll go over it on the podcast. I'll let you, I'll let him tell you all about his social media when, when he hops in. But yeah, I think you're going to be excited about this episode. Uh, I always like to bring responsible content creators, content creators that are 
actively trying to grow the sport, trying to grow the community organically. Um, and Jay Jackson definitely fits into that. And so I'm proud to have him. And I really am grateful for him taking the time out of his busy schedule to come and join me. As for my recap, so I went fishing today. Today is Monday, August 1st. For me, recording, it's either August 2nd, Tuesday, or somewhere after that, depending on when you listen to the podcast. But today, August 1st, Monday, I went fishing with Jeremy McCormick, a good friend of mine here from Texas. We went fishing at a lake. Um, He's fishing at at the Slay Nation Tournament Series at uh, Jacksboro Lake. So I told him I would go pre-fishing with him to help him in practice. And uh, it's a nice lake. I've never been there. Um, I can't say much about the lake because it's a tournament coming up. And I know some of you from Slay Nation listen to my podcast. I can't get out the juice. I can't can't do that to Jeremy. Uh, But, uh, yeah, we got to fish. uh, Got a good time. Caught caught about four. Got five bites. I lost one. So I would have gotten a limit. Not a big limit. Um, I don't. I don't know what it's going to take to win that tournament, but I don't think you'll need 80 inches, probably less than that to win that tournament. It is that lake does not produce big bass from what I can tell, but lots of bites. So uh, everybody fishing the Slay Nation, um, Texas in August, I think August 20th in Jacksboro. Good luck to you all. Hope you enjoy the lake. It was a great time on the water. Not too hot. Surprisingly overcast guys. Uh, water temperature was actually in some areas under 80 degrees, which surprised me because it's kind of like a small lake. So I was expecting the water temperatures to be 90s or mid-90s. But no, it, it was cool. I think they got some rain in that area um, over the weekend. But anyways, uh, congratulations to the winners and uh, everybody that took part, not just the winners, not just the people who cashed the check, but everybody that took part in the Hobie BOS in Susquehanna. You and um, the Minor Brothers, uh, Nolan, first place. You and Minor, second place. Congratulations to both of them. And my good friend, Jake, Jake Harshman, he got third place, which punched his ticket to the TOC. I know he was really, really um, looking forward to getting back to the TOC. I imagine once you make it to the TOC, you want to be back every year. So congratulations to Jake Harshman. Um, I'm sure I'll have him back on the podcast to talk about it. Um Great, great event. I mean, I think, I don't know the details, but I remember day one out of 192 anglers, 136, I think, caught a limit. That's amazing. Susquehanna River is definitely on my bucket list now. That is an amazing fishery. But anyways, enough of that. Let's bring Jay Jackson in. Before we do, a quick shout out to my sponsor, Douglas Outdoors. Go to douglasoutdoors.com. Check out the full lineup, LRS, X Matrix and award-winning five fishing rods. They also got a new lineup coming up, and I'll give you the details once it debuts, but it's going to be a great new lineup, which price a lot more affordable, uh, price-friendly, but still the great quality. So go check it out, douglasoutdoors.com. We'll go to a quick Waypoint commercial, and we'll bring Jay Jackson to join us. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. 
For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jay, how you doing, my man? Good, man. How you doing? My Very good. Thank you, first of all. And thank you again for your time and uh, honored to have you on the podcast, man. I got to meet you in ICAST. Uh, it's definitely an honor to meet you. And we got to talk a little bit in ICAST and a little bit before we started recording. And like I mentioned on the intro, I'm a huge fan of what you do. Um, and, and we'll let my listeners, you know, I'll let you fill in my listeners on, you know, Jay Jackson and his brand, Jay two countries is that correct yes sir first of all where can people follow you on on social media jay all right so on social media pretty much on all platforms you can find me at j2 country that's j-a-y the number two country and just tiktok youtube instagram facebook um twitter snapchat anything you anything you go anything social media you can find me like that Awesome, man. And uh, yeah, even Twitter, man. I guess Twitter is now coming back with yeah. uh, Elon Musk buying it, right? Like it's it's making a comeback. I thought it was going to be dead on the water, but kudos to Elon yeah, Musk I mean, bought it. Yeah, I think everybody like blowing off the dust off the books and everything. Like, okay, let me get back in Twitter just a little bit. <laughs> now you can actually so, stream live and everything now on, on I think so. Really? I think... The guys at Kayak Bash Nation, um, shout out to Jeff Lallard and Ryan Lambert. I think they were actually streaming on Twitter. Maybe I'm wrong, yeah. but I, 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 I've heard about that. But anyways, I could be wrong. I could be just flying off the hand. Never mind. Don't pay attention to me, guys. Just, But yeah. Anyways, uh, first time in ICAST this year or you've been there before? No, nah, first time this year. It was mind-blowing. I know, right? Like, what do you like most about it? Jeez, um, meeting everybody, like just meeting people that I've had like social media relationships with, and then just actually in person, this you get to finally put the face, the body, and everything. Yeah. I mean, like surprisingly, I'm the shortest person that I've met. <laughs> I'm like everybody's taller than me. I'm like that's great. Um, but even people who I didn't even know knew about me or that followed me, and I'm like, okay, I'm like, hold up, I've heard about you. Like, how you know me? Like, dude, you're like, this person showed me this and you're a great guy, yada, yada. I'm like, that's that's cool. I mean, I'm like, I'm humbled by that. And just just meeting everybody, man. I, I love meeting people and just talk to them. It's it's a great feeling, right? With people kind of recognize you, say, hey, you're Jay from J2 Country. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's it kind of... Shows you that you know people out there paying attention to what you do and and your whole social media and and I know your social media is not you know catered to just getting sponsors and all that and again we'll we'll dive into what J Two Country stands for. Who are you most excited to see um, in ICAST? Oh man, who am I excited to see ICAST? I'll put you on the spot there. Jeez. You can mention two or three if you want.
Well, I know I'm gonna say Brandon, that bass fishing dude, because I yeah, want to see great dude. that tall. I was like, let me see how tall he is, and because it was that demo day, and he called me out like from afar, and I was like, who's this calling me out? And I'm I'm looking like my height, and then I look up, I'm like, okay. <laughs> so him, um, finally get to meet Ryan Lilly, the brand evangelist of Old Town, like first time actually meet him in person and whatnot, because you know. Constantly had like, you know, uh, DMs, texts, emails, phone calls or whatnot, but actually getting me in person. He's he's a real good guy, real cool guy. Like, yes, that made a good relationship right there. Um, Alex from Old Town, he's a brand manager. Um, I'm gonna say Terrence from Palm Boys. Like, first time meeting him in person, like the, the level of his excitement and everything is, is real. It's always yeah. real. Uh, man, I, I keep going down the list. Jeez. It's Any, hard. it's a lot of people. Any products that caught your eye, they're like, yes, I want to try this product. Uh, which product was it? Because they actually gave me a pack on Lawless Lures. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's basically like a reaction, reaction bait. It kind of, it kind of like within itself makes it like it's a dying fish like oh fish. yeah 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 that one right there i got the um the pearl and chartreuse tail so i got that one right there just for salt water or whatnot i'm thinking flounder is gonna hit that up real good maybe it's a redfish too coming near the fall time so i was twitching that around some um bridges or some pylons or whatnot i think it's gonna be real clutch yeah i i saw that i've been seeing that uh for the last few weeks and i was like i really i didn't see him on icast but yeah that's a, a bait that's really interesting um really cool so yeah man that's awesome let me let's dive in into who jay is and what jay to country stands for first of all jay wouldn't when, when did you start at kayak fishing or fishing in general what got you into fishing let's start with that uh initially what got me into fishing was my dad i was like real young i remember him just going out there on um a Fort Bragg Lake and just just spray for you know soaking some worms and put some catfish or whatnot. That's my first introduction to it. And then with some gears, because he was in the military, so you know didn't have that that much time. He was like on six months, off six months. And then I'm gonna say when I was like 13 years old, uh flew over to Illinois to my granddad's house and he had some ponds where he had some catfish in and that initially got me hooked on it because I was like just the sheer fact of how much this fish fought. And I believe he had like medium light rides. So I mean of course the catfish just spot like crazy. Yeah. I love that feeling right there. Then 2012, I believe, 11 or 12, I won't say 12. Um that's when I first got introduced to kayak fishing. Like I was at my home lake, Lake Rim, and I was already on the pier. And a guy went out there, fished for crappie, the same thing I was fishing for. I caught two already. And then he comes back within about like 45 minutes with 20. And I'm hmm. like, I have to do what he's doing. I'm like, what is that? He's like, it's a kayak. I was like, what's a kayak? He's like, this is a kayak. I'm like, okay, how do I get this? So you go buy one. He's like, give me like short answer. I'm like, okay, maybe thinking I'm not serious. You gonna be out tomorrow? And he's like, yeah. I was like, okay, I'll be out here tomorrow. When they sporting goods. Bought me a two hundred fifty dollar kayak and came out there tomorrow. Waited and he came out there. He's like, "You showed up." I was like, "Yep." 
I'm ready for lessons. <laughs> That's awesome. You still keep in contact with this person? I don't. I never got his name. I never got his number. Like it just those two times the day before and that day of, and that's all I saw of him. That that was it. I never saw him at that lake ever again. I'm like, who was this dude? <laughs> like, like I want to find him. <laughs> no, nah, I bet. So how did you do the second day? The second day, um. First off, it was a little rough. It was a little rough, you know, get my, my water legs, if you will. Yeah. And pretty much she said, you know, don't worry about a fishing rod. Just put that in the back holder and just just paddle around. You're going to know how to turn around, back up. You know, I was like, okay, he got me all around there. And then he was like, all right, now it's time to start fishing. So took me through a ringer with that right there. And I didn't catch my first fish until about like, I want to say a month later. Oh, well. And, and that was a bad. So, I mean, I I stay grinding like every single day to catch a first fish off of the kayak. And when I did, it was a bass, and I was like beyond excited. Like that thing right there, I knew I was in. Like there was no getting out. I didn't want to be back on land ever again. <laughs> <laughs> what was your first kayak? Do you remember what kayak it was? Yeah, I do. I still have it actually. You still have it. I still have it. I'm not getting rid of it because I want to be able to pass it down when I have kids. Like, hey, this is this is the first kayak I've had right here. I want you to, you know, get the the feel for it and the appreciation of it. Like, I know Daddy has all his fancy kayaks and everything, the pedal ones and everything, but this is where it started. So, it's a um, Future Beach Trophy 126. Nice. It's a sit-in kayak. It has two flush rod holders. Um, probably weighs about 35 pounds, if that. And I went all over the place. Inshore, salt water, um, big lakes, small lakes, ponds, rivers. Like, I went everywhere. Do you still use it every now and then, just kind of remind you of your roots or something like that? I do. I do. I actually went back on it last weekend. And... Cause I was about to get my own my old town kayak out, the Salty PDL 120, and I looked up on the wall. I was like, "I'm gonna show you some love. Come here." <laughs> nice man. So now, um, that was in you said 2011. So that's what 11 years ago. Yeah, I'm, I'm horrible at math. <laughs> that should be a pretty easy math, but yeah, 11 years ago. So how many kayaks have you had since that one? You know, since the beginning. Ooh. I have a problem getting everything in twos because I always want to take everybody out with me. Because when I first got my first one, I'm like, this is exciting. I want to show somebody else. And then I was like, nobody I know has a kayak. I gotta spend some, I gotta spend my money now. So I went out and got another trophy on trophy 126 kayak by Future Beach. So I got two, I had two of those. And then I went out and got another Future Beach Voyager 10.4, which was I sit on top kayak because I never had a sit on top kayak before. That got me introduced to it. Um, then I went and got a got two lifetime Yukon Angler 116 kayaks so you can stand up and fish off for the whatnot. And then I have a salty PDL 120 kayak. That's awesome, man. Um, and have you gotten other people like into the sports? You know, because you said you bought two, you always want to bring somebody with you. How's you know, how has has your friends, your circle of friends kind of embraced the this uh 
the kayak of fishing? Oh heck yes, yes, most definitely. One of my own, one of my close friends, Trail Don Trail Sullivan. He he's a tournament fisher. Um, you can follow him at TL Trail. I want to say it's TL underscore Trail. If I'm not mistaken, it's something like that. Trey, if you love watching this, I'm sorry for screwing up your own Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> but he, um, I got him into it. He was so not wanting to do it. And I kept pressing him. He was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. If I don't like it, I'm blaming you. All right, cool. I know you're going to like it, though. First day I got him out there, he was like, okay, I got to find one. So he's been doing it since, I want to say, 2012. So he's been sticking to it. And then I want to say I got about five other people into it too, and they are hooked on it. Like they they're it's in, it's in their DNA now. Then I get yeah. rid of it. <laughs> yeah, it's once once you get hooked. Um, no pun intended, right? But uh, once you get hooked, you're not gonna let it go. I know that that to me, the first time I was in a, I can't even remember what kayak. Is. It was uh, about. Four years ago, a buddy of mine, it was a kayak from uh, Dick Sporting Goods. Oh, my God. I forgot the name of that brand. Um, but anyways, it was just a little sitting kayak. And, you know, I second time we went out, I hooked into – I don't even, I couldn't land it, but I hooked into something. took me for a sleigh ride. And ever <laughs> since then, I'm like, yeah, no, this is – this is I'm going to be doing this a whole lot more. <laughs> exactly. But, Jay, uh, first of all um, – for those that don't know you, where are you from and where do you usually fish out of? Um, well, I'm from is Fayetteville, North Carolina. Born and raised there. Some people might know it as the 2-6. Um, home of the Fort Bragg Special Operations Soldiers. Um, where I usually fish out of is my home lake, which is a hard lake. It's called Lake Rim. Like I, I challenge anybody to come here and catch a five-fish limit. I, I challenge anybody. If you do it, I'll give you hundred dollars. <laughs> I'll give you hundred dollars while I'm on the spot. But that's why I usually fish out of, and you know, use my my old town saltpedia one twenty. But other places too, like I love going out to the inshore saltwater, say like uh, Wilmington, Wrightsville Beach area, Fort Fisher, Carolina Beach, like those areas right there. I love getting those places up. For redfish, flounder, I'd say I won't say flounder probably my, my favorite fish to fish for, but it's it's tied up with redfish definitely because they both pretty much pull a certain type of weight. Yeah, yeah, those those are exciting fights, both of them. Um, any type of fishing is great from a kayak, but yeah, there there's some some that are more fun than others depending on you know what you're into and all that. We talked a little bit in the pro pre-recording about you know you growing up in a tough neighborhood and you, you know we're drawing parallels from you growing up and I was growing up I grew up in Puerto Rico and I also you know I got uh, friends that eventually got into the wrong path and I was almost going to that path myself now for me I was, I was a lot younger and surfing being living in a Caribbean island where self uh surfing all year all year round um it's what a lot of kids do so that kind of got me distracted and avoided me for going down the wrong path um uh, when we were talking about the re on the pre-recording you mentioned something in for yourself kayak fishing was that 
same outlet. Um, and from what we talked about, you've kind of helped other people, you know, use kayak fishing as an outlet, a distraction. Well, how does, you know, what does kayak fishing mean for you personally? And what does it mean for you when you help other people learn kayak fishing? Man, it's, it's everything. Kayak fishing is life to me. Other than God and Jesus Christ himself, kayak fishing is life because that ultimately got me away from being sucked in with the wrong crowd and just the wrong areas because I definitely say I was, you know, like getting sucked into that, that point. And I'm thankful that I was able to like to kind of back up a little bit and see it from a different perspective. So kayak fishing, it, it saved my life, honestly. It did because I, I probably wouldn't be here to be honest, but it was kayak fishing. And the other people in kayak fishing, like even, even if they don't go out and get a kayak themselves, but just so they know they can always you know, hit me up if I'm free and like, hey, let's let's go. Like I had a friend this morning just tell me, hey, I'm having a rough time. I'm like, okay, say less, man. You wanna go on a kayak? He's like, I'm supposed to work. I'm like, I'm not telling you to call out of work. <laughs> if you wanna go. I'm not gonna say no. I'll get the kayak loaded up and we'll go. And we went. <laughs> yeah, man. Sometimes you just gotta kind of put things in perspective, right? And uh, and kind of hit that reset button. You know, work is work, but life is more important, of course. Definitely. So I know. People- go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was saying again, but people in kayak fishing, man, is to see the the relaxation and the peace come up on them is. I could just remember from the first time, like looking at them, I'm like, yeah, you're, you're here. You're, you're not worried about nothing on your phone at all. You just, you're taking it all in. I love to see that on the people's faces. Yeah, no, it's, it's something when you see their face light up, um, when they catch their big, their first fish, or sometimes just watching your friends where you introduce them kayak fishing, just kind of soak it all in. Cause you know, let's be honest, Usually, the first time you take somebody kayak fishing, they probably or they may not catch a bass, right? That the odds are not in their favor, right? Uh, but just have them kind of soak it all in. There's always that peace and tranquility moment where you just watch them and you can tell they're just soaking it in and kind of yeah. relaxing and forgetting about everything else. That is really priceless, and you put me in perspective why we got into the sport and why it's so important to help grow the sport, you know, organically and share it because we love it, you know, and the kayak fishing community is a great community. Even, you know, sometimes we focus on the wrong things that happen. Um, But even on tournaments, you know, for the most part, the camaraderie and the communities there, I noticed on your social media, I see it on your Jersey Philippines 413 um, Bible text. Uh, Tell me a little bit about that and, you know, what it means to you. So in this case, nobody knows right there. Like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Granted, he does give me strength to overcome everything, but he also gives me strength to endure a lot of things just because I know how Jesus Christ lived his life and how he was able to endure just a lot of things that he just went through. So if he can endure everything, including to be nailed onto the cross too, to purchase our sins and purchase our souls and die for our sins, like 
I can do the same. I can do a similar thing or even the same thing. Like, I just want to. I want to walk in his footsteps, pretty much. Yeah. Does it? I know for me, um, one of the things that uh, draw me to fishing and kayak fishing is kind of like when you look at um, and and I know understand I that uh, we can always take time to uh, talk a little bit about our. our um, our faith, even though this is not really uh, kind of like the faith and fishing podcast, but it's still, I think it's um, never wrong to kind of like speak on those terms. And one of the things that I, that I appreciated was, you know, the, the apostles were all fishermen. One of the things that I kind of gravitated to when I started kayak fishing um, and fishing in general was, and I think uh, an elder from uh, my congregation kind of spoke about that and, kind of put it into perspective you know because sometimes you get so caught up in fishing that you forget other things um and your faith is is very important i can you know for you i know it's definitely is um looking at your social media um and the way you speak about it but one of the things that that really draw me to this is uh bible text where i think it um jesus was talking i think it was peter um but he asked him like he peter was like um cooking fish and jesus mm -hmm. says like uh, do you love me? And he asked him like three times. Yeah. Um, do you love me more than this? And I didn't know this, but Jesus, from what you know, the content of it, Jesus was asking me, Do you love me more than fishing? When you look at the content, he was asking him, like, Do you love me more than this? And he was pointing at the fish, you know, because mm -hmm. um that's what um uh Peter the apostles were doing at that time. And he was said, Of course, and says, Then take care of my flocks. Um, and that really kind of puts me in perspective for me. It's like, you know, that that's, you know, it, it's something to identify yourself with because, right. you know, I love fishing, but at the same time, you know, I can't love it more than what the sacrifices that were done before me. So, um, yeah. Uh, so it's nice to see that, you know, you embrace your faith and you're not uh, ashamed to put it. Uh, we should never, anybody never should for that matter but embrace it and use it on your social media as something yeah. that you, you know, spread the word. And so I commend you for that. And that's pretty awesome. And I hope you continue doing that as you grow in your social media and helping out other people, because I know that's going to be a big step. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about J2 Country. How did you got started, you know, with social media, branding, um, uh, your experience, you know, as J2 Country, you know, your brand and, where where do you guys start and what do you want to accomplish with it? So I got started pretty much like right before the pandemic happened in 2020, and initially I was I was just fishing. Like let's let's back up a little bit. So it was actually 2019. I was actually in school for physical therapy to become a doctor of physical therapy, and then. You know, I found myself kind of getting away from God and whatnot. And I was like, you know what? I need to back up from school a little bit. So I asked him questions as far as what, what you want me to do. And he said, go fishing. I was like, okay, that's not, that's not paying the bills, man. That's not paying the bills. Like, I, I can't do nothing, just fish. And so he kept pointing back to go fishing. So I started fishing, started kayak fishing more again, because I fell off from it for a little bit during school. And then 2020 hit. That's when I started to, you know, put it on social media and whatnot. And then one of my friends just said, yo, Jay, you, you just, you're too country for this town, man. And I was like, what do you mean I'm too country? He's like, Jay, you're too country. So I started thinking about it. I'm like, 
that has a nice ring to it, J2 Country. So I was like, okay, I'm going to plug that into my Instagram. It's just J2 Country. So pretty much just started putting my albums out there. Even if I catch like the, the tiniest fish, I'm, hey, this is real life fishing. Nobody always catches like the Mondo bass and everything. Where I'm a, I'm an average fisherman. Like I have some good days. I have some, I have some bomb days. Like where I catch a whole mess of fish and I'm like, okay, this day was a good day. But on average, yeah, I'm just showing you real life fishing. And two country part. I mean, everybody's two country in a way. If you get in a certain area, like okay, like yeah, like you could be two country for one area, or what, what not? They'd be like, hey, why are you doing all stuff? Because this is, this is in my DNA. I love this stuff. So, you know, like I could be at home raising chickens or something and they'd be like, like I got, I got eggs for life. <laughs> yeah. Especially with the price of eggs going up. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man, I mean, and what I want, well, my brand just to be able to get other people, especially people of color out there to not be ashamed of to show their outdoorsy side, because like in the kayak fishing community, like I'm grateful for everybody in the kite fishing community, but I noticed it was a white dominated white dominated sport. So I was mm-hmm. like, we need to get actually more people of color out there, and not only just blacks, but Asians, Hispanics, Latinos, like everybody out there, just to come up and say, hey, I love this sport too, just as much as you do, maybe even more. Like some people just don't have the courage to do that. So I want to be that example. To say, hey, it's hard to put stuff out there. Like, you know, post, post your stuff, post your story, post your fish, fish catches. Like, this is your journey on becoming like a fisherman. Like, to see which fish you like catching the most. Like for me, I like catching anything. It could be from a bluegill, and hopefully one day, when I hook up with Adam Fisk and hook up to a marlin from a kayak. Like, that's that's gonna be my dream right there. Hook up to a marlin, touch that leader. Who knows? Maybe t- touch the body of the marlin and let it yeah. go. So I want to I want to get more people out there onto the water safely, of course, having a good time, and just be more open. That's it. That's a great goal, and that's what I really draw me to your um, your brand J Two Country because it's it speaks to like. Think I something I can relate myself. Feel like I lived in a Caribbean island, so moving to Texas is completely different, right? Um, so m- most people from where I'm from consider like bass fishing, like in Texas. But I've noticed a growing trend both in Puerto Rico. I see a lot of kayak fishermen, and also here a lot of a, a lot of Puerto Ricans have moved to Texas uh, because of the job. American Airlines used to be a huge hub in puerto rico and as they downsized a lot of my myself i moved to puerto rico because i moved from puerto rico to texas because of my job in american airlines which i am now retired but i have a bunch of friends that did the same thing and here in texas we have a big community of puerto ricans um and i've noticed that some guillermo gonzalez is a great example although i don't think he came from american airlines job he just came to study at tcu fell in love with the culture from what i've spoken to and uh, Texas culture and the bass fishing culture. And it's really brace it. Um, and one of the things that I've noticed, and, and you touched on it, right? And and I'm not saying this in any negative way. So I don't want anybody to misinterpret what I'm saying. But the fact of the matter is bass fishing was a good old boy um, Southern sport. I mean, yeah. for the longest time, for decades, 
you know, back when I was young and I would watch uh, outdoor channels when I was like 10 years old, you know, that's, you know, that's the, the, what you would see on TV. And again, nothing wrong with that. I'm not, not getting political on that or anything. It's just, that's what it was. And now you've seen this, uh, this sport growing, which I think is amazing. I think it's great. I think everybody benefits from growing. Everybody brings communities together, brings people from different backgrounds Oh, yes. Together uh, and to fish and have fun and enjoy the outdoors and enjoy the camaraderie of the sports. Uh, I know there's a lot of brothers out there now that have gone into guy fishing. And I see it now more than ever. And I'm sure you're proud uh, of to see that. And I'm sure yeah. you would love to build on that for your own legacy. Um And I, for myself, I see it the same way. I'm, I'm proud when I go back. I recently was invited to a podcast in Puerto Rico that is dedicated to kayak fishing. I moved from Puerto Rico 10 years ago, not like 11 years ago, not that long ago. And kayak fishing, kayak bass fishing was non-existent at all. Never even heard of it yeah. because nobody did it. Now there's a whole community That nice. does it. There's tournaments, and now in tournaments that are building affiliations with KBF and the Iron Kayaker from Mexico, which again is grown. So he definitely is become a world sport right now. Mm -hmm. That's great to see. That's what awesome. is what has been your favorite memory of you kayak fishing? Ooh, favorite memory. Jeez. Let me see. I'm gonna I'm pick one. It's on my home river. And pretty much, I just got done shad fishing for American shad by, by the dam. I was at there for about probably four or five hours, just, just tearing them up. And then, you know, I was going down the river a little bit just to stretch my legs out. And I saw this family on the side um, just fishing. And I'm just looking like, I know I'm about to use this shad right here. For, for catfish bait for myself. I was like, they look like they need some help. So I went down there, you know, talked and whatnot. And I was like, hey, you want some um, to bait? And, and surprisingly, I mean, I was still recording because I have cause I'm from a YouTube channel and I was still recording or whatnot. So they said, yeah. So I told them what to do with the, the shad and whatnot, you know, cut, cut a nice little chunk off of it and then put it on the hook. And I told them I'll take it out to the middle of the river and drop it right there. Within about... 15 minutes of just us talking right on the, right there on the bank side, the line just started screaming and started going. So he's, he rid it all in and it ended up being like a 20, I want to say 25 pound blue catfish. And wow. he said he was out there for about, about four or five hours fishing with his two daughters and his dad and hadn't caught nothing. And that he said that made his day. His daughters were psyched out. They were screaming with happiness and everything. So I mean that was probably that was that was a very fulfilling day for me. That to see everybody just smiling right there. Cause they could have, I mean, I could have I could have turned around and went home and not gave them anything. But just to make somebody else's day right there is definitely definitely a great thing. So that was probably one of my favorite memories. And I think that speaks to like what you mentioned at the beginning, right? Somebody you saw somebody on a kayak, you asked them and 
they were nice enough to next day to kind of take you out kayak fishing and you know learn you learn teach you i should say to actually first maneuver kayak then kayak fish and now you had you saw this opportunity it's like this is the way to kind of like pay it forward you know or pay it back depending how you want to look at it but um and that is going to create an experience you know that has a ripple effect and i think that's that's the main thing that i think a lot of people in kayak fishing um they do recognize and definitely should act upon those uh memories you know what got you into fishing how much you enjoy it and if there's ever an opportunity to kind of like you know pay it forward you know show somebody else that's struggling fishing um or just struggling in life and you can take him fishing or kayak fishing and help them out. I mean, yes. it's, it keeps going the sport. I, I did have uh, an experience w- with a, a young man that I'm still friends with, uh, but he was going through dark times and I took him crappy fishing and I've never been, actually I didn't take him crappy fishing. I took a bass fishing, it, just a drop shot minnow and ended up that um, we hit a school of crappies that were spawning and he was catching like, huge crappies like 15 16 inch crappies one cast right. after another and that made his day you'll never yeah. forget that and that's just that's something you, that's memory a core memory for both him and me um and i'm sure you've had that with that family and they have it as well now that's yeah. that's a bond that you both share even if you don't see each other like the same way you mm-hmm. talked about you know you have you 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 made a bond with this person that taught you kayak fishing. You'll never forget, even if you don't ever see that person again. I know that, that sucks too. I I wish I could I wish I could meet that guy. I'm like you. I owe you like big time. I want to give you a kayak or something, man. Like give you a hug. <laughs> What's been the the worst day you've had on the water? That not that you would have, but kind of made you question your decisions. Any days that you were like, oh my God, this is bad. I just... Let's see. Okay. Two days. So, oh, two. Say first... Damn. Yeah. Man, two days. So I want to say the first day was going to be me and two of my, own, my homeboys were out on the river. And we're probably about a good, about five miles down on the river. And, you know, Next thing I, st- I noticed, the uh, we're catfishing and bass fishing, we're having a good time. And next thing I started feeling the weather getting a little cooler. I'm like, that's not right. It must be a little warm out here. It's, it's like the middle of summertime. So I was like, uh, I think we just turn around. We all turned around, started heading back. I noticed a big wind coming behind me. I'm like, that's not right. So I look behind me, I'm like, there's a huge cloud. I'm like, yo, we need to kind of kick itself in high gear. So I kicked up in high gear or whatnot, start pedaling faster or whatnot. And then heard thunder. I'm like, okay, put the rods down. We all put the rods down, heard some more thunder. And I was like, okay, this is not going to be good. I know it's not going to be good. And all the embankment is like straight vertical. It's like there's no getting off on shore. It's just like straight vertical walls. I'm like, this is not going to be good. So next thing you know, I hear and see a wall of rain coming behind us just like this is just sweeping i'm like there's no getting out of it we're, we're here we're stuck and we just gotta endure it that's it so 
it was literally a whitewash of rain. Like you couldn't, I put my hand like stretch it out in front of me, couldn't see it. Like it was raining that heavy. And it stopped and started again like that until we got back to the boat ramp five different times within about, I wanna say about an hour and a half. Five different times with hard rain and we're just all soaked. It was muggy, it was nasty outside. So, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a terrible time, but it was just like, I don't know. It was a bad time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, out there. And the second time, um, I, I always launch my kayak off from the beach and everything. And this time, I did not check the tides. And when the tides would be coming in and coming out, which I should have. So, anybody watching this, Check your tides, check your tides, check your tides. I went out on low tide and I was gonna come back in like towards the outgoing. But then it was still, it was still a high tide and the sun's gonna be going down real soon. Outgoing tide was gonna be tonight fall. And I was like, that's not gonna be safe. So I was like, I gotta, I gotta punch through it. So I started going out, started coming in and then I was doing good. I was paddling good, whatnot. Next thing you know, a wave, and you know, basically, I, I timed the waves. I was caught constantly looking behind me, like, okay, that wave's coming in, that wave's coming in, that wave's coming in. Usually, like every thirty seconds or whatnot, it yeah. was one off wave that came behind me. Pushed my kayak over, like to the side a little bit, and I tried to stop it, couldn't stop it. So I was like, all right, I got a bail. So end up flipping the kayak over. I hopped out, jumped out, kayak, road, hit me in the face like three or four times. Oh Thank my God. God. Yeah, it was like an 80 pound kayak just, just hitting, hitting. I'm like, I'm getting hit by Mike Tyson right now. This hurts. <laughs> <laughs> so that happened. Got up. I threw the kayak up onto land, threw all my stuff up on land, and then. Just got back to the truck. This, this old guy came up. I don't know where he came from. He came out of nowhere. He came up and he was asking, like, oh my gosh, saw everything. Are you okay? I'm like, how do you see everything? I didn't even see you. I was watching the whole beach. There was nobody on the beach. How, where'd you come from? Out of nowhere. But he had me get all my stuff in the kayak, whatnot. Headed up to the beach, whatnot. We he was talking for a little bit. And I turned around and he disappeared. I'm like, okay, maybe I was going crazy. <laughs> so, like, all right. Maybe I got knocked in the head pretty good. And I had a two-hour drive home from the beach to the house. That was a long ride because after my drilling wall, the pain set in within an hour. Like, my chin was hurting. Um, I had a banged up leg. And I was like, yeah, this is going to be a long rest of the ride home. So that's probably my second worst day, too. But, I mean, I'm thankful for that day, too. Well, yeah, it makes you like it's kind of like cliche, but it, it doesn't kill you, makes you stronger, right? You learn experience and and uh, make sure you you know you don't do it again. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be more costly, <laughs> definitely. So it, it made you a wiser fisherman at worst, oh, yeah. <laughs> if not better. Um, oh, yeah. What uh, what do you want to see yourself with your brand moving forward? You know, what are your goals with the brand, and you know, what's the timeline that you like to see your brand grow and and accomplish the things that you want to accomplish with your brand? Man, my brand, what I want to do with it, 
I just want to get more people out there in the kayak fishing. Even if they just get into kayaking, um, I'm okay with that. Because that's, that's ultimately what I'm I'm here for. I just want to get as many people out there as possible. Let people know that, you know, I want to be able to travel the United States and invite people to go fishing. That's it. Like, whether you're a seasoned kayak fisher or just a regular boat fisher, bank fisher, or we've never been fishing before. That's one thing I want J2 Country to be, like, me post something online and be like, hey, I'm coming to um, Houston, Texas. Who's down for kayak fishing? I'm going to pick some person or somebody who I'm going I'm to choose a number in my head and whoever picks that number, I'm taking kayak fishing that day. Like, call out of work. You're sick. You're catching something, all right? Fish, but, you know, not COVID. Fish. <laughs> <laughs> so, something like that right there. Um, I want to be able to give away some kayaks or whatnot, you know, buy them with my money and give away kayaks to someone who wants to get into kayak fishing but don't have doesn't have the means. Like I wanna I wanna be able to do that for somebody. Like for kids or whatnot. And definitely like to start some kind of like nonprofit organization and just give back to lesser families. Because I witness, you know, mothers and I actually know some single mothers right now who are kind of struggling, you know, trying to take yeah. care of the, themselves in, in a child or even two children, three children. And I want to be able to give them like, you know, say $5,000 at one point, like, hey, I see what you're doing. I see you being a great mother. You're you're doing as much as you can. Here's five grand, like pay some bills, take yourself out somewhere. But not even that, I mean, pay some bills, you know, get all that debt out, whatnot, you know, get yourself in a better place. And I'm gonna send you off somewhere to for a spa, like for a spa day. Like that's what I want. I want to give back because I think yeah. there should be more love in, in this earth, in this world right now. That's awesome, man. And 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 it speaks to you know your you your character, your your makeup as a person. You know, oftentimes, and nothing wrong with it. But when you when I ask a question, you know, it's more like, well, I want to get more engagements. Which again, it's nothing wrong with that. Uh, you know, grow, win tournaments, and and again, I, I, if you asked me, I probably would have uh, said something along those lines. You know, grow the podcast, grow, um, get tournament wins. You know, but your legacy, you know, the way you, what you want to do with it, is a lot more far-reaching, a lot more important. And one of the things that I commend you, it doesn't seem like it's self-serve. You know, this is something that you want to do for other people. Um, and I think that's very important. I, I Sometimes when we look at stuff, especially with the social media, you know, and it seems like all the clickbait is about, oh, you know, arguments is fishermen upset, who gets to go first on the boat ramp and all that. And one thing that I emphasize on the podcast in both talking in person is like just every now and then. And if you can, you know, with moderation, try to put other people's first before oh, yeah. you know, your own needs. Um, and sometimes you'd be surprised and how far you can go exactly. without putting yourself first. You know, you always, a lot of people and myself, we all imperfect that aspect. So, you know, we want, you know, to, you know, grow something or create something. And we, we, we forget that there's other people out there and there's all the needs and we could better be, we can serve you know, put our um, resources to a better use other than just ourselves. And again, I encourage anybody that wants to grow, and I'm sure you do, they're either their content creation, um, um, their ability to grow as an angler, both in tournaments that 
you know, every now and then try to think about putting other people's needs first and then not fighting so much and uh, getting too caught up with what we are doing for ourselves. And again, all the moderation, I'm not saying that yeah. you can want um, uh, things for yourself, but there's, there's ways to go about it without, uh, you know, creating division within our sports yeah. and everything. And uh, the, I, I, one of the names that come to mind is Guillermo Gonzalez on each um, tournament, you know, he does, you know, he has this circle or, you know, where he, spreads positive vibes both on the boat ramp and launch time and um and and at the um at the meetings at the what they called it the um god i forgot what the word that i was looking for um you know the yeah. captain's meeting, captain's yeah. meeting so and i commend you for for having that philosophy jay jackson not only that but knowing that you're not just saying it but you've done it right you've you've put yourself out there where you're trying to help people and you've have achieve some level of success with it, but you want to be able to reach out to more people, especially yeah. people that may need it the most. So, I mean, that's, that's awesome. What, uh, I want to give you a couple of minutes to kind of like shut out your sponsors. Cause I know that's part of it. Um, and that's going to help you achieve, uh, your goals to help other people. So, I mean, feel free to take as much time you want to shout out to your sponsors or anybody else that makes your life fishing a whole lot simpler. Well, I got first foremost, you know, gotta give a shout out to God first for letting me be able to even do this right here. Cause without him, I'm nothing. So definitely first shout out to him. Um, Old Town kayaks, like they have been nothing. Not even a family. Not, not a company. They're a family. They they are a legitimate family. Like seeing how they operate, knowing how they operate, being within how they operate. This. They're not hounding you. I mean, granted, you have some stipulations on what you need to do and whatnot, but they understand. They're like, okay, we have lives, we have families, we have jobs, we, you know, things are doing. So definitely shout out to them because they have shown nothing but love from the start. Like I love being with this with this family company. It is awesome. Um, Nakwa, my battery sponsor, like they're the same way too. They're actually based out of North Carolina. Uh, they make the small batteries. I use my fish finder. Um, like, no complaints about them. Uh, Heidi and Billy, like, they, they're awesome people. They're, they're fun living people, but they're awesome people too, though. Um, Carolina Waters is my, like, it's like a, a apparel brand. And I love them because of the morals and values they stand on. And I just, I think I actually am more drawn to family oriented, like businesses and everything, instead of people, you know, throwing products at me or money at me. I'm like, okay, what do y'all stand on though? Y'all true to who y'all are? Because I can't represent something if y'all not true. Like, I, I don't mm. need ties to that. Tacticam, they're my camera sponsor. That's how I get most of my videos, my shots or whatnot. And I just, put that camera on and forget about it. And crazy, it's not like GoPro. GoPros have a problem with, you know, like overheating and corrupting oh, fouls. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I can't do that. If I have a good day underwater, like I just want something to remember by, like say I have my little cousins or something like that, my nephew out there with me, and I just want some memory. I don't need a foul being corrupted or the GoPro just shutting off. So 
Tati Kim has never done that. Like, I love that about them. Um, Rare Blazer in uh, Yet Gear. Like, they're awesome. They're awesome. Simply put, I attach everything to my kayak from Rare Blazer. Everything in my kayak is Rare Blazer, pretty much. Like, fish finally attached to it, uh, camera broomstick, my kayak cart, um, just little random accessories like 360 light and everything like that, all Rare Blazer. Like, I finally got to meet um, Jason Maline from um, Australia. He is one of the brand managers for Rare Blazer. Um, accent is real. The Australian accent is real. Yeah. Like, oh, y'all already talk like this. That's crazy. I love it. <laughs> but he's an awesome dude. He's an awesome dude, man. Um, yeah, I think I named everybody, man. Did I name everybody? Yeah, I did. Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, congratulations on the sponsors you've gained. I mean, you've worked hard for it, um, and you're going it about the right way, so I commend you for it. Here at Paddle and Finn and Bass Kayak and Bears, we always, our resources are always open to help you grow that and, uh, and you know, move um, and achieve that positive vibe on other people and help grow the sport. So, again, Thank you so much, Jay, for taking the time. I know I had you for almost an hour. So thank you again for taking the time to, you know, tell us about J2 Country. And we wish you the best moving forward, man. Uh, give us a look. Uh, I know we said it before, but once again, where can people follow you? Um, it's J2 Country on pretty much every social media platform out there, right? Yeah. J-A-Y, the number two country, C-O-U-N-T-R-Y, on all social media platforms. You can find me there. Um, I respond back to DMs, text messages. It may, it may take me just a little bit just to, fit, just to get through them all, but I'm going to respond back to them. Um, like, let's go fish, man. That's it. Like, if I'm in if I'm in your area, if you're in my area, let's go fish. <laughs> Definitely. If I'm, if I'm in North Carolina, I, hopefully sometime I will, I'll hit you up. Definitely. Same thing, man. If you're ever in Texas, you know, you got to hit me up. I know you got a lot of buddies here with Torrens and uh, Brandon, but... Mm -hmm. You know, you got another one here and definitely love to fish with you again. And uh, again, excited okay, to bro. see J2 Country grow. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you for, you know, having me on this podcast too, man. I love it. No, man, my pleasure. My honor to have you here. Definitely all in on what you're doing. So for that, oh, those out there listening, thank you again. If you made it this far, we appreciate it. Um, and if you remember, if you're going to be on the water, please wear your PFDs. If you have a couple of beers when you're fishing, Please, please dig responsibly. Make sure you make it back home to your loved ones. Have a great week. Peace out and tight lines, everyone.